section up is where we go from here find this selection this could take us anywhere i don't want protection life is better off the line Nothing compares, no worries or cares, regrets. 
regrets and mistakes their memories made Who would have known how bittersweet this would taste Never mind, I'll find someone like you I wish nothing but the
little steps one by one learn to walk before you run and i'll be there to pick you up when your soul is wearing thin don't forget what you believe in i'll be there when troubles come so put your faith where you doubt it i put my money where my mouth is we can finish what we started Don't walk alone Take my heart, take my hand, I'll take you home Don't walk alone Take my heart, take my hand, I'll take you home Take you home. Don't walk alone. Don't walk alone. Don't walk alone. Take my heart. Take my hand, I'll take you home. Twist, do I fold? 
give one quick twitch and the thing is done. The reason was because it had the window there, so it didn't have the Spotify window. And the phone jingles off. Jingles off. I'm off, so I need to... Yeah, so your mic's off, so... And then do I want to fade that down? To about there. Yeah. But what you do is you bring your mic up, so I won't say it. So what you do is you bring your mic up first. Yeah. And then you bring it down, right? So... Mm. Yeah, I'll let you do to you. Yeah. Does that happen? Is that good quality? Yeah, to tell you that your mic's live. Okay. Hello and welcome. You're listening to River Radio's Let's Talk Business show with me, Fiona Johnson. I know I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I am actually going to say Happy New Year because I know we're halfway through January already, but um, it's the, my first show of the year and I'd like to wish all of you a very happy new year and good wishes for 2022. Um, I don't know if anyone else as business owners is feeling we're straight back into the thick of it. We had wonderful peace and quiet over Christmas, didn't we? That betwixtmas period where everyone just pressed pause. Well, I don't know about you, but it didn't last long for me and I feel like I'm straight back into it this January. I've got some fantastic new clients I'm working with who are launching some amazing products, which I can't say more about at this time, but watch this space. So straight back into it, straight back into January. And here we go. Now, one of the buzzwords to come out of COVID was the word pivot. I think many of us learned to pivot our businesses. We needed to adapt to our customers' needs, or we simply needed to comply with the many restrictions we faced. Today's guest pivoted long before it became a buzzword. She started her career in HR, and she pivoted to become a home healer after an experience that came out of the blue. I'll let her explain more later, but for now, I'd like to welcome Emma Lovehart from Into the Light to Let's Talk Business. Hello. Hello, Emma. Good to have you here. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. It's good to be here. Good, good. Nice to have you here. Um, well, today we'll be talking about Emma's business journey and we'll be sharing some learnings with you along the way. We'll also be discussing how we can all bring different energies to our business and when and how we can learn to trust our instincts. Plus, we have some great music chosen by Emma. So, Emma, did I land you in it with your introduction? Because I'm going to make you talk about your all about your pivot later i know i love that um that terminology when when i first heard that i thought that is so descriptive that just describes what i went through i literally did pivot from one business to another literally it couldn't it was like a complete 180 wasn't it it was almost like i made that word (laughs) oh brilliant but first um why don't you tell us a bit about what you actually do yeah of course so uh i call myself a home healer and and um, I uh, work with energy in homes essentially so I work remotely which always um, tends to uh, flummox people because they say well, how could you possibly have an a, effect or an impact on a on the energy of your home if you're not even in it but that's what I do so I'm I connect my own energy to energy of a home and I can find out if there's anything that's disrupting that energy and when I say disrupting something that maybe is draining or or affecting it in a a negative way. So like just sort of stress around the home or could it be something physical as well like let's just say lack of sleep or or sort of the tensions that you can actually sort of... Yeah I think that I mean one of the common reasons people will come to me is because um, they're not sleeping or there's tensions within the family within the home or they 
on a more specific note, they might feel there's parts of the home that they're not comfortable in. So a, a room maybe, or you know, this, the energy doesn't feel right, it feels cold, it feels drafty, um, but there's no real explanation for that. You know, it's, so it's something on a, on a paranormal Okay, so I suppose some people are going to be more open to to others. So you can walk into a room, is what you're saying, and like some people will feel that sort of coldness or whatever. Some people are sensitive to this, and others aren't. And I, you know, totally accept that it's it's different for different people. Um, But when you are sensitive to energies like that, then it's not comfortable and it's not a nice place to be. So it can be quite scary, I think, and especially if you. I think of children, if they experience that and feel that, uh, it's not nice, it's, you know, it's scary for them and I, I quite often get families come to me where the children aren't sleeping because they um, are seeing something or feeling something and of course, you know, historically we might just say, oh don't be ridiculous, there's nothing there, but knowing what I know and working how I do, it's like, well, don't always assume that, you know children are usually right to be honest yeah because they haven't got those sort of um influences that we've no. got as, as um, adults yeah yes. exactly they just feel and they just know what they feel and they know what they sense they haven't got the logic yet to go you know to try and justify it or try and you know fathom out what they're experiencing they just know what they're experiencing so yes and actually you know don't we all strive for a happy home life and a happy yes. home so yes. yeah on that note actually pets are really good indicators of what energy is um, in a home as well, so that's they're um, a really good way of um, you know seeing how they react, and you know, I often get people again come to me where their pets are barking at a wall, for example, or a certain place in the house or a corner of the house, and that's another fascinating good way because they sense and dogs sense um, they are, energy, yeah, don't they? Definitely, um, definitely. Yeah. Like when you're out on a walk or something, you just suddenly mm. think, what are they? What you know? What yeah. can they see or what can they do? Mm. So you're right. You're absolutely right. Mm. But where did the idea come from? That um, uh, you know, like, how did you even discover home healing? Yes, it's been a. It has been a bit of a journey because I mean, it started really with me. And this is where the pivot <laughs> comes in. Um, if we're okay to talk about the pivot, yeah, absolutely. At this point, um, it, it started with me when I had. Um, as I would say it's like a, a, a spiritual experience, if you like. So up until that point, which was 11 years ago now, I wasn't aware of any psychic abilities that I might have or anything other than just me being me and us on this planet. So it was a bit of a shock when um, I started getting visions about something and um, they were very real. And when I explored this, um, I found that I had a connection to um, what I could call the universe, perhaps, um, and uh, that I was getting messages and things. So it was this um, sudden change of, oh, hang on, you know, what, what's going on here and what's this all about? That so must I, have freaked you out. It did. Yeah. So I explored all that and uh, and then I just started getting on workshops, reading books, talking to people. I had a lot of people around me that were... Um, aware of this um, of spirituality and so then it just kind of evolved and the home healing came because I just I've always had an affinity with homes and the home space I've always been into into interior design for example and and just valuing that home and being safe in home it's very important to me so it kind of evolved in that sense and then obviously with um, being able to um, suddenly be able to sense spirits and, and spiritual activity and, and being able to move that, I sort of put the two together and um, and the business is continually growing in terms of what I can 
do within a home, you know, using that home space to work with areas of your life, for example. It's, I mean, there's a scope for all sorts of things. It's quite, it's quite a broad there subject, is. really. I bet there is. But um, what point, sort of, obviously, you, you, as you said, you had this, um, these visions. What made you, um, and I hope this isn't sort of too probing, but what made you realise that this actually could become a business and a thriving business as well? As you know, we can prove now, but that's hindsight for you at the time. You know, it must have been a real leap of faith. It was a huge leap of faith. And initially it was just me trying to understand what on earth was going on for me. Because bearing in mind, you know, I've done all my, all my life until that point of not feeling anything or sensing anything to so to suddenly start sensing things you know you do question yourself you do think have I gone mad you know um and so initially it was just a lot of that initially was me just trying to understand and and sort of feel my way around what was going on and what I was experiencing but of course you know when you get to uh talk to people and find out that you're not alone and there's lots of people that sense things and I think initially I thought oh, perhaps I was one of a few but now I realise I'm one of many and different levels, different scales but you know, most people have some experience of something like a, a, some sort of ghost story or you know, yes. a, a, or that feeling when someone, to use a phrase, walks over your grave mm. and you just think, where does that come from? Why yeah. do I suddenly feel that sort of chill up my spine? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And everyone will have had, pretty much everyone's had some sort of experience. So it's kind of like, it's it's not as far-fetched perhaps as I initially thought. But for, for me, I started at the beginning. So I had to kind of find my way through that. And then I... I already had my own business, so having my own business wasn't a huge jump in that respect. Um, so I understood what that meant, and I just thought, I just want to take this to people and out into the world and thing, and to uh, to do do what I do and and help people with their homes because I like I said earlier that the home is a really important place and it doesn't matter how big it is or what you know whatever but it it is an important place and it's important to feel safe it's a sanctuary isn't it it's a sanctuary you want to come home don't you and you know your home's got to be that place and that space where you feel good you rejuvenate and and so that's why I, I, I that's really sort of the the drive if you like behind me working specifically with homes because initially I could have gone any direction yeah I bet (laughs) and I was going to say if you think if, if that's the best part of your job, the fact that you can help create these safe spaces, these sanctuaries, what's the worst part of your job? Oh gosh, I think the worst part for me is, um, and I, I know some people uh, like these stories, but it's um, working with really, really difficult and dark energies. So. It's, I mean, there's a, there's a sort of, um, there's the glorified aspect of it, which is all, you know, beautiful energy and and, um, and, and bringing in lovely light and, and, you know, all this lovely healing. The other side of that is there's a real dark element to it. And uh, I do see some really strange sights in. Do you? And do they, do they affect you when you see it's them? Very, they quite, it's, yeah. com- it's quite dangerous. I mean, it's some. I don't know. I mean, you see all these uh, programs, don't you? The ghost hunters. <laughs> yes, I'm not and, sure that, that how, and, how know, real the they are. Ghost yes. stories, yeah. and and it's all sort of fun, and it's you know it's all sort of scary and and dramatic, and 
Um, but when it's real for somebody, like so, for example, I had uh, somebody contact me at the beginning of the year where they uh, they just moved into this house and they had this uh, a baby swing, you know, on on a on a platform. And it oh was, yes, yeah. It didn't have wheels. It was it was yes, static, but there's a swing, and this swing moved. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to like this. No, you're not. <laughs> okay. And it literally it moved from one side of the room to the other. And there was no explanation. They started, you know, they looked at things like, was it a wind or was it magnetism of some kind? Or And there was literally no explanation. And they contacted me, obviously, because I, you know, that's what I, that's what yes. I do. And um, there was some very nasty energy in that house. So I can deal with that. But if you can imagine, if it's got the power to do something like that, it's just not very pleasant. And yes. that, that is the... Um, that is the darker side yes. of, of what I do, but I, you know, I focus on getting rid of that and then really working it's, with the positive yeah, aspects. Positive. You know, once that's gone, it's gone. Yes, so. and it's a positive outcome. But I imagine because you know, you know that you know the people living in that house that you want to do everything you can to, to clear it for their sake. Can you imagine sake. how scary exactly. that is, especially yeah. the children? Yeah. No. Um, and the, they had a dog, and the dog was just going mad, barking the entire time. So. Yes, very stressful. So I can see. Yes, that must be that must be tough on everyone. Um, so you talk about clearing houses, but um, obviously without giving too much away, because you know it's something you've had to learn and study. Mm. But how do you go about it? Because you say you do it remotely. Mm. So just sort of give us an overview of how it actually works. Yeah, it's an interesting one because people, you know, the, the logic brain says, how can you possibly have an impact on something if you're not there physically there? And you know, I, I get that. Um, it ma- it makes sense, but. Essentially, what I'm doing is because I'm only tapping into the energy, I am doing that through my own energy. So it doesn't actually matter where I am, and I find, and I find that uh, if I, I, mean, I have been to homes before and been to houses, into the houses, but I find then my brain takes over and I'll, I'll look at the house and think, well, this is fine. Whereas if I'm distanced from it, I can connect to it and then I can be a lot more specific and and I've, I've found that um, when I connect to people's sense I can I can sometimes feel like if it's a semi detached I can feel it's to be on the right or the left and okay. I can sort of sense that it's got a bit you know big certain rooms or certain areas or the kitchens at the back or the kitchens at the front or you know things like this I can sort of pick some things up yeah uh, so it is it's really just feeling so it's and very intuitive it's isn't very it? yeah. intuitive and it, you know and, and as I've been doing it I'm getting better at it you know as you, it's like anything you practice um and and you improve and it, you know it has changed as i've as i've worked over the last few years it has changed in terms of what i can connect to and yeah. yes i bet so apart from home healing is there anything else that you can do that's sort of related um do you offer other services as well i mean or is it very much about the home it's um I do focus on the home because, like I said, it's uh, it's where I'm my sort of my real interest lies. Uh, but I have uh, developed um, a couple of workshops uh, recently. So, um, and this was really sort of in response to um, you know quest- people's questions and the di- um, people wanting more information. So I do the home healing, and then they'd want more. So um, I developed a workshop about. Um, working with the with energy in your home, which is so things you can do yourself, and then I, but I also did a workshop which is the, perhaps the more popular one, which is um, called demystifying psychic attack, and that's for people that um, sort of feel sensitive and aware of energies, but not really sure 
what to do and so and I talk a lot about you know where that's coming from how to avoid it yes mostly why you're experiencing that and then also about um, how to protect yourself so that's a very popular workshop that I've been running since um, since last year okay and psychic attack can you just elaborate on that? Because yes. that sounds quite horrific it to me. It does sound dramatic, doesn't it? I, I did toy with what to call it. It was very difficult to know what to call it. Um, um, psychic energy to me is anything that's outside the physical realm. So it would be any sort of uh, experience of, of energy that you might feel, um, like you, you alluded to earlier, that sort of, that you know, the, the rush up. You know, oh, you're, the tingling on your yeah, spine. Yeah, yes, like that. something that's out of your control mm. that you know isn't a sort of normal yeah. feeling yeah okay um, and some people can feel really tired or drained for no reason or they can relate it to a specific area or a space like the home or another building or something um, or okay. they can just uh, yeah they can feel like sometimes that they have negative thoughts that there aren't their own things like that so yeah, yeah it, it's, it's that sort of thing okay Oh, so I feel like I want to say I'll look out for it, but actually I hope that, <laughs> that no one listening has experienced a psychic attack either. Um, and so obviously we're going to talk about your sort of business journey later, but for the moment we've you've sort of done gone into quite a lot of detail about your business. But um, do you have any top tips for anyone who might be thinking of setting up as a small business owner? And I suppose that could be in any sphere, but obviously you, you're sort of very holistic approach. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's a good question. I mean, it's like. I think with my, my business is very unusual, so I don't often meet people that do what I do, obviously, and it is working in an energy an energy field. So it's kind of it's got a very um, sort of intuitive side to it, hasn't it, in terms of the work that I do. So uh, it doesn't always you don't always link that to having a business. Yeah, you can link it to me sort of working and, and, and giving a service, but you don't necessarily link that to business. But it was always really important to me to make it a business because I need the biz- I need a business and, a, and an income, for example, so I need to live. Um, but I also wanted to keep it professional. I really wanted to make it a very, you know, the whole, even though the spiritual side of things can be seen as very woo-woo by lots of people, and I, I, I get that, I don't have a problem with that. Um, but for me, it's like I want to make it a business and it's professional. It is, you know, what I do is a professional service. And so the business aspect is very important to me to, to redo that. And um, it's, it's an, well, running your own business is an interesting <laughs> journey, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Let's face it. How do you start? I mean, you know, for me, it was definitely, I, you have to have something that you really feel good about and you really feel that you can give value to um, you know whatever that might be in terms of giving service just you know to some oh, well, product I mean we're talking service really aren't we um, yes yeah not product and uh, and so this was absolutely for me this is what I can do I mean it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do at the time because I I was you must have felt so alien it you, to did, go from a, absolutely um, from one professional background to something which isn't seen perhaps and forgive me but as you know truly professional. Yeah. 
but to turn it into a thrive, you know, not just a business, but a thriving business, that must have sat not only uncomfortably with you, but you know, people close to you as well. They must have, you know, you must have been questioned by quite a yeah. few people because perhaps they couldn't see the logic in it. Yeah, and I'm going to have some people say to me, "Where's my practical ever gone?" <laughs> it's like she's gone woo woo. What's happened to her? Because I am a very practical person. So yeah, you can imagine it was a, as much of a shock for me as it was for everybody else, but. Um, it, sometimes you just have to embrace these things. You don't know what life's going to throw at you, and and it it just felt so natural, and it felt so. This is what I can do. This mm. is what I can offer. This is what I can give. And how you can help. And it's almost like why wouldn't you follow yes. that? It, you know, even though it, it obviously was a little bit off the scale in terms of what people normally set businesses up in. It's like, well, you know, I've just got to accept that and go with it. And I think when you do that, and, and this is where this sort of intuition comes in, when you do follow what feels right, it will happen. Mm. And that's exactly what's happened to me. It's just happened. And, you know, I, I'm not an aggressive marketeer by any stretch of the imagination, but things have come my way. And I think, I truly believe that's because I'm following what I'm meant to be doing. Because it feels right. Yeah, mm. love that. And I love the fact that you said it felt natural and it felt right. Mm. And I suppose, you know, if that's your, what your instincts are, how can you question it? Okay, that's wonderful. Well, thank you very much for sharing that with us. Um, and now we're going to have a little bit of bit of fun because we've got a quick fire round. Um, so I'm going to. You didn't tell me. About <laughs> I didn't warn you about this, no, because <laughs> no, I want your gut instincts. It's <laughs> oh, very. No. Well, you'll see where I'm going with this. It's very, okay. very straightforward. Nothing too scary. But um, I think there's nothing better than um, you know, no better way of getting to know someone than to ask them these quick fire questions <laughs> what's she gonna ask me <laughs> right okay so firstly uh marmite or peanut butter oh neither <laughs> oh really either of them. That, that's a that's a ridiculous okay. question so, what would be your condiment of choice then marmalade <laughs> marmalade yes. oh okay good old, good old absolutely with sort of what's it seville oranges or something yeah, yes. I thick cut stand marmite i cannot stand <laughs> no, no one's ever answered with a with a neither <laughs> <laughs> there's always a one there's brilliant, always brilliant. one isn't there yeah. first time for everything okay um, beer or wine oh neither oh no oh, stop <laughs> these questions are <laughs> gin and tonic oh okay yes yeah, so now that is a good answer you're going to have to extend these questions yes. now you can't just have two you're going to have to have three okay brilliant well this might be a bit easier tea or coffee <laughs> I wanted to say neither again, but I can't, can I? Now? No, you can't. Tea. Tea, not allowed to. Herbal tea. You but herbal tea, tea yeah. yeah you go. That, counts, that counts as tea. <gasps> that counts as tea. Um, milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Oh, milk. Oh, oh we did, we've got an answer. Yes, <laughs> we've got a straight answer. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, cats or dogs? Well, I've got two dogs so, and no cat. But you probably like cats too, like don't cats you? Too. But it has to be dogs, I think, if you've to got dogs. to. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then Blur or Oasis? Oh no. Oh, stop. Do you, I have to answer it? You Do I have, have to answer one or yes. can I just go neither again? Well, you can. I'll, I'll let you see me. <laughs> because I started with neither. I'll let you have got an eye rolling here. Who would be your favourite band then? Out of oh, uh, uh, bands generally. Yes. Oh, well, we're going to play one of my songs. Aren't we? Okay, well, my we'll, favourite band. Well, we'll keep so that for later as a surprise later, then. Yeah. Um, are you an early bird or a night owl? Night owl. Are you? So do you find that running your own business, you just often can keep going and not knowing when to stop? 
Um, I prefer working in the evening. Yeah. I don't know. It's, if you're a night owl, you'll understand. If you're an early bird, that would be your worst nightmare. Okay. I actually work better in the evenings. But you'd actually feel productive and you yeah. can get things done. and Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you come back in the morning, you're like, yeah, I nailed that. Yeah. Yeah. I just do, I do my best work in the evening. It's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, how different we can be. Yes. And if it works, it works. Hey, yeah. you know, well, that's ain't. one of the beauties about being an entrepreneur, isn't it? And working for yourself, you can do what you want. Well, absolutely. Being an entrepreneur and also knowing, recognising when you work better and then yeah. adapting to, to fit in around that. So if you can shift everything so that you... I mean, it doesn't have to be into the wee small hours, but if you know you're better, say, in the afternoon or in the evenings... I or, think it's yeah. really important because, you know, the sort of trying to fit everybody into a nine-to-five, if that's not the way you are, it's, you know... Yeah. It's, but that, as you said, that's one of the joys, not having to sort of conform to the nine-to-five. Um, right, we've got a few more questions. Relaxing break or adventure holiday? Mm. I, I don't do it both. Uh, no, that's better than neither. I, I was about to say, please tell me. I don't like holidays. Love, yeah, I don't do that. No, I love both. Yeah. I couldn't. I I need both. I do both every year. Well, I have done. Like the balance. Until yeah, recently, until yes. yeah. So tell us about what sort of your top adventure holiday then. Skiing. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. I've missed it. Yeah. I've really missed it. Well, hopefully, hopefully, it will be back on the cards very soon, won't it? Mm. Especially with all the borders opening again and travel. Well, yeah. Yeah, let's not go Let's there. not go there. Um, and do you have a favourite city? Uh, do you know what? Um, I'm going to say London. Oh, okay. I love London. It's on our doorstep. I think it's a fantastic city. Vibrant. And there's so much that I haven't seen. And then even when I do go there and see stuff that I've been to before, it's just fantastic. Yeah. I love it. And, it's, and I think it's, it's there, perhaps we take it for granted because it's all so close to us, isn't mm-hmm. it, being in the Thames Valley. But um, yes, it's there it's and it's, there's so much still to discover. Yeah. Absolutely. And then uh, just last one on the, well, say quick fire, it hasn't really been quick. Um, what do you do in your spare time? So what, what hobbies do you have? <laughs> I've got several, but the, the fun one, the fun one I'll share is that I've got a motorbike. So oh, um, didn't see that coming. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely adore my motorbike. It's um, you know it's a decent size one. I was told the other day it goes um, not to sixteen three seconds. Oh. So, oh, I've never done that. I like I like the way you've been told. Out drive. <laughs> yes, I'm told you haven't. <laughs> it's like, it. Oh no, Brilliant. I'm not using it perhaps to the extent that it can be used. But I love getting out on my motorbike. On oh, it's just. Is that Amazing. escapism? Oh, it is. is how, it's, yeah. and I literally, I'm grinning the whole time. Oh, brilliant. It's just such a buzz. Brilliant. Grinning and catching flies, probably. <laughs> so I put my visor down, yeah. which I haven't gotten <laughs> to <before>. um, <laughs> And I was going to ask you to tell us one unusual thing about you, but maybe that was it. Or have you got... An unusual thing? Yes. Well, apart from <laughs> what apart I from, do from yes, a living. Yes, that's living. true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything specific, sorry. No, okay. Oh, my dancing, do you think? Do, 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 do. Sorry, Fiona did just do a I little did, jig. I did a little jig. <laughs> yeah. Why has Emma just said dancing? Because Fiona did a little jig in the corner. Yes, lucky you couldn't see that because no, I do no, not no. have any dancing um, skills. I suppose actually the dancing is the hobby, isn't it? And um, the uh, motorbike is uh, something unusual because there's not many um, 